Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. How are these things going to line up for us? How are things going to develop for my children? How are things going to happen in our business world? How are things going to happen in our marriage? How will this happen? In Luke chapter 1 and verse 18, Zacharias said it before you did. Zacharias said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. He was thinking naturally. When you think naturally, you bypass the name I'm about to give to you this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how long you're in here. It matters how much you get while you're in here. So if you're thinking this morning out of the leftovers of this past week, and you're trying to align with your natural mindset, you're going to miss what God is about to deliver. Zechariah said, there's no way, how, come on, please, really? She's going to be pregnant? How? I'm old, and have you seen her lately? In Luke chapter 1, verse 34, it comes up again. So please don't be too hard on yourself when you have questions that don't seem to have answers. But God holds answers if you're connected to his name. So along comes this beautiful chick. I know, I know. Her name was Mary. I cannot believe how he just said Mary in that type of term. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to reach the generation that is around us and coming this way towards us, we've got to be in touch with reality. Okay, I know we've all seen Mary in different forms and means, and we have this image of Mary. She was a young teenage girl, and she was probably attracted. I would like to believe that, so leave that alone. Mary asked the angel. Let's have some fun for a moment. I don't think an angel wants to show up. Never mind. You should be able to take that and run with it. Mary asked the angel, how is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. There Mary is dealing with something supernatural and she is addressing it from the natural. It was Pastor Wilcox who said, preach your way out of it. I am preaching this morning with my own heart and mind before God's word because I have questions. And God is showing me from his word, if I'm connected to this name, everything will be provided. The issue is we want to be able to somehow factor in to the provision. Uh Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. So put away your timeline, put away your factors, and just begin to meet the name that's above every name. How will this happen? How are we going to have a child? I don't even have a husband. And on top of that, I'm a virgin. And you're saying it's not even going to be with a man? I want to open you up this morning to the supernatural. It's available, are you? Chuck Swindoll put it this way. The size of a challenge should never be measured by what we have to offer. It will never be enough. Furthermore, provision is God's responsibility, not ours. So it's going to happen in your life, in your home, in your business, in the body of Christ, in this ministry, in the nation, and the nations. It's going to happen because of the word and the will of God. That means Israel is all taken care of. Israel is the apple of his eye. Wow, you change gears so quickly. No, it's just living in the spirit. If God can handle Israel, God certainly can handle your stuff. The problem is we like our stuff and we like our luggage. And I would prefer for you to come to me rather than for me to come to you. He's already come to you. It's time for us to begin coming towards him. And so now this morning, we're going to go into the book of Genesis chapter 22. It's a phenomenal story. And the wind and the fire that we've been looking at in the book of Acts is going to produce the reality of this name. I laid out before those who are coming into membership in this house the vision and the dream and all the other little extras that God has shown Robin and I through the years of ministry here of what God's going to do. And I cannot tell you how many times I've said, how is this going to happen? And there will always be those who are going to agree with your disagreement. I'm talking about your disagreement with God. You will always find the right person in the pew. I'm not even talking about the world who will absolutely agree with your disagreement about what God has already said. Mm, Take that. Chew on that a while. That's why I limit myself to having people around my life. When I'm carrying something, it is no time to be talking about it. When a mother is really pregnant, she is very cognizant that she's pregnant. We can see she's pregnant, but if she's a wise woman, Proverbs 31, she really watches over that pregnancy. When God gives you a vision or a dream or something that you can run on and he gives you that track, you've got to guard that track. Because like in olden days, when the tracks were first being laid in this nation, there will always be people who will do things to mess up the train on the track. So this morning I introduce to you a name that every one of you know. But we are not tapping into the resource of that name. So a father and a son in the book of Genesis. Oh, by the way, someone said to me in the educational setting, if it's not documented, it never happened. And I thought to myself, because I couldn't say anything in that setting, thank you very much. It's all been documented. What do you need? It's all documented. The story of Abraham and Isaac, it's all documented. It happened. 
You can bank on it. But let's take a look this morning because God is wanting to release resources into your lives. We've got to seek him and we've got to stop disagreeing with the Holy Spirit and stop agreeing with everyone who's already looking at it through the natural lens. There are a lot of Christians that need their eyes checked. And I'm not talking about new glasses. I'm talking about they're not even seeing what God sees. And I, for one, I am not waiting to get home so I can see everything about heaven. I expect to bring heaven to earth. That's the Lord's prayer, by the way. That's a good place to give God praise. What do I mean by that? I'm not talking about gold streets down here. That's for you because you're thinking in the natural realm. I'm talking about all the resources that we need to build his kingdom on earth. We have that available to us. But we've got to be willing to take the journey. And you've got to be willing to leave people behind. I'm in the text right now, ladies and gentlemen, because there were others who went with Abraham and Isaac. They went with them. And when they got to the foot of the mount, see, that's where a lot of people leave off right there. Soon as they recognize that they've got to dismount, they've got to leave some things behind and some individuals behind, and then they've got to start going up the mount. God, you come on down here. You don't know Jehovah Jireh. I let that slip early, didn't I? Jehovah Jireh, the God of all provision, is not coming to us. We've got to go to him. He's already, it's all finished. His son has been here. It's documented. It's recorded. It's time for us to move out of Israel. It is time for us to move out of the mindset of the Israelites and stop going around and around and around because we're within walking distance of all of his provisions. Come on, church. So in Genesis chapter 22, they have separated themselves from their ride. They've separated themselves from the luggage. They've separated themselves from those who came with them. And Abraham has the audacity to say this. I'm going to put it in our terms. Y'all stay here. We're going up top and we're going to worship and we will return. What confidence. What assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. But he didn't just say it, he did it. He did it long before Nike thought about it. Nike has a good idea and they say just do it. That's great, Abraham did it. And now he's opened up the curtains of heaven out of an old covenant, giving us the new covenant that is stained in blood to say everything that you need for your life and your journey and your children and your children's children, it's all yours. Will you declare that I am Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, your provider? Yes, he is. So they start their walk up the mount. As they're making their way, Isaac is just being Isaac. He's heard the conversation about we're going to go up and worship and we're coming back. The issue is he's wondering what about this lamb, this sacrifice that we're going to have up top. Daddy says to his son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. 
Listen, ladies and gentlemen, God's provision is always found in the Lamb. I didn't entertain any of the questions this morning that might have gone across the wavelength of thought. But listen, everything pertaining to the vision and what God wants to do in this tri-county area is in Him, not in us. It's in Him, not in us. Listen, when you all get home, including me, and we meet up with Jim Goins and Gary Hatcher and those that have gone before us in the Lord, none of them are going to say, look what I did over here. Look what I built over here. How do you like how I laid that gold? That's the problem with the church. We want credit when it's all about the lamb. We want recognition when it's all about him. When my days are complete, I could care less if anybody remembers that I was here. I just want to make sure that he's still here. And that there's never anything written Shabbat over this place. Shabbat means the glory of the Lord has departed. And how many believers today even know anything about the glory of the Lord? You should never be, I don't care what church it is, I don't care what setting it's in, if the glory of the Lord doesn't show up and there's no move of the Spirit, depart. Get out of there. It's a quiet church. Genesis chapter 22, verse 13 and 14. Listen, everything that you need is in the Lamb. Everything that you need is in the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus Christ. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named this place Yahweh. Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Check this out. If you're not willing to leave everything below and start to trek up so that you can begin seeking him and seeking his glory, then the provisions are going to remain right where they are on top of the mount. Come on, church. So I speak Over this house and over this region, all stubbornness is broken in Jesus' name. Here's an example of being stubborn. Lord, Isaac and I will start up if you'll just let me kind of have a a, a quick preview of the the ram. If you could just let us know that on the other side of the mount, I know that he's over there. You, You said you're the provider, so I'm just going to ask, can I see it before I get there? If he had to walk in faith in the old covenant, you and I have to walk in faith in the finished covenant. It's already finished. What are you operating in? Again, provisions are made not only by the Lamb, but on the mount of the Lord. Build your life, build your family on Jesus Christ. I want to give you a couple other examples this morning about how he is Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Jireh for this ministry, and you're a part of this ministry. He will be Jehovah Jireh to you, but he wants you to seek his face continually. Check it out. In Exodus chapter 16 and 17, I'm going to give you an overview of this. In Exodus 16, the Lord rained down bread from heaven upon the people. And we find out in the new covenant that the bread of life is none other than Jesus Christ. 
He's the bread of life. What do you need? All you have to do is ask. All you need to do is to say, here's the need in the home. Here's the need at the school. Here's the need in my business. Here's the need in the body of Christ. Here's the need for those that are going through the celebration service this afternoon. Would you rain this down? Jehovah Jireh, I'm calling upon you. Okay, let me bring this home. Some of us need to cut ties with a lot of other providers. That's why some people won't work. Because they know somebody else is going to provide for them. That's why some people just go to the uh, post office a couple of times a month. Because they know what's waiting for them. Why do I need Jehovah Jireh? If you don't need him down here, he won't be available on your way out. So Tuesday evening, I thought I'd just kind of tie that in. When Robin and I went to the hospital and Jim Goins had asked that we would come, specifically that we would come. When I went into that room, it was the most peaceful place I've ever been. Filled with peace. I began to talk with uh, Jim and and he said, I'm ready to go home. I want to go home. I said, have you made everything? He said, he cut me off. He said, everything's good. He said, I want to go home. I'm ready. I want to go. Do you know how many years of ministry Robin and I kind of connected, so we've gotten almost 30 in, but I was ministering before I met met her. Do you know how many times I've been in those settings and people were not where he was? You could be sitting here this morning and going, you know what, I don't need Jehovah Jireh now, but just before I die, keep thinking that way. Just keep thinking that way. You haven't got a shot. Haven't got a shot. Well, you need to back that up with some scripture. The Bible says that he will not always strive with men. If God has been working with you and working on you and working and working and trying to pull you, you think at the last moment, it's like, okay, that's because you've been tied to your mommy and your daddy too long. And everybody's always giving you. That's good preaching right there, brother. Preach your way through. Preach your way through. Just because mommy and daddy's always done it for you, don't expect for God to be like that. If you reject his son... Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I don't know where the church has gone. I'm talking about the body of Christ to where we act like, no big deal, man. He just died. No big deal. Are you serious? Are you serious? That was God's son. That was the begotten one. And, and I can trek all around the mountain and look up at the mount and know that he's there and the provisions are there, but I just keep going around. I laugh at what Israel did, but I don't even see... And then as I come down the stretch, I'm going to cry out, really? Don't you understand that every time you hear God's word, one or two things are happening, your heart is either receiving or rejecting the word. And then it gets either softer or harder. Do you understand that? That's why when I was backslidden and I wasn't walking with God as a teenager, I, stayed, I tried to stay away as much as possible from hearing God's word. We, we're really docile in the body of Christ. It's like, no big deal, man. I'll take it or leave it. Oh, Really? Take it or leave it? Are you serious? So the Israelites were in deep trouble and the Lord rained down bread. Then in Exodus chapter 16, another portion of proving that he's Jehovah Jireh, he provided quails for their dinner. And then one more time in Exodus chapter 17, he even brought water out of a rock. So I asked the Lord not too long ago, I said, because I had been mentioning some things, and sometimes I get a ho- ahead of the Holy Spirit, hello, 
And I was saying, well, Father, this, this isn't here yet, and this isn't here yet, and this isn't here yet. And I kept rattling all that off, and he said, I am. What does that mean? Do you really believe that God can bring water out of a rock? I do. I believe that God can move heaven and earth on your behalf. What is it today that you need? I would begin to call out Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh for my children, Jehovah Jireh over my job, Jehovah Jireh. Other people may not be able to stay in the job, but I know you're my provider, and I know that you are Jehovah Jireh. I'm seeking you, not for the gifts, but I'm seeking you because you're the giver of all things. You are my Jehovah Jireh. That's called worship. Well, just before we close this morning, I, I, I want to... How many know that God will tantalize you? He'll whet your appetite and then look to see if you want more. I want to invite you to enjoy the presence of the Lord where he whets your appetite and stirs you. So I said, wow, that was pretty cool. God did all of that in the old covenant. wonder what he did in the new covenant. It got better. So let me bring a couple to your attention And with this, we'll close. Why are you saying all of this? Because I keep going by the property and I release grace, grace. And the Spirit of the Lord has been telling me it's all going to come together. But we put more trust in the flesh than we do in the Spirit, don't we? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I slid into the New Testament. And I jumped in on the Gospel of John. John chapter 6 and also in Luke chapter 5. Check this out. In John chapter 6 and verse 9, Jesus sees that everybody's hungry. By the way, he knows what's going on right now while I'm finishing up this message. With you. Right now. And Jesus fed 5,000 men. Check this out. There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. What are they among so many? That's one of us. I know, it was, I know who, that was one of the disciples, but that's us. Yeah. Father, how are you going to get this ministry out of this facility and where you want it to go and then all those other pieces? Don't you understand my age right now? See, I'll use myself to help you understand you're doing the same thing in your own world. Bring it, brother. Bring it, brother. The disciples go, five loaves and two fishes. I can hear the other 11. I think Judas, traitor, may have still been with them. You've got to watch out for those individuals. There are traitors in the body of Christ. Just keep preaching the word, brother. Just keep preaching the word. There are traitors in the body of Christ. I'm sure some of them, when whoever it was that spoke up, you've got to be kidding me. You are so crazy bringing that to him. You You expect for Jesus to do something with five loaves and two fishes? Do you see how many men are out there? You expect for him to do something about that? Piece of cake. Nothing to it. Done before they even knew. Just like he took care of all of those people that were hungry, God will take care of all of your needs. Question, are you hungry? 
No, 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 no. You know I'm not talking about the natural. I'm talking, are you hungry spiritually? Are you hungry for God? Are you hungry? Well, I just want to have a debate. Well, why don't you debate yourself? I'm talking about people who are hungry. I'm talking about people who are thirsty. I'm talking about people who are striving for the excellence of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's who I'm talking to. (sighs) So then... In John chapter 6, verse 11, Jesus just multiplied the five loaves and the bread and the two fishes. <laughs> Multiplication is the word for the, for the body of Christ. See, I wanted to just say for this ministry, but it's for the body of Christ. But you've got to be willing to get off of your donkey. You've got to get rid of all of your luggage. You're going to have to say goodbye to certain things and certain people. And you've got to take your loved ones and tell them we're going to go up and we're going to worship. And when we get up there, what we need will be provided. And we're going to seek the face of Jehovah Jireh because he is my provider. <laughs> oh, by the way, just in case you wonder if Jesus is a little cheap, and a little scrawny on the returns. You, you know the story as well as I do in John chapter 6 and verse 13. It says that after they were done, there were 12 baskets left over. The kingdom of God has surplus. The kingdom of God has surplus. The kingdom of God has... Man, I'm barely making it. Step on into the kingdom. No, really step into the kingdom. Listen, I'm more interested if you will membership with Christ in the kingdom rather than just being a member of a local church. I've said it for many, many years. There's a vast difference between those in the church and those in the kingdom. Jesus was all about the kingdom. Start reading your Bible. He was all about the kingdom. And he brought it to earth. There's a battle going on somewhere. Let's wrap this up. Luke chapter 5, the story is verses 1 through 11. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one, one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, So now we're not looking at the mountain any longer, are we? Maybe you've already made that visitation. Maybe you've already met God as Jehovah Jireh up there on top of the mountain. How about out on the seas of life? Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Man, nothing's coming together. That's because you're in shallow water. Shallow water and shallow people are natural. Glory. I'm just saying. <laughs> what you doing? What you doing fishing in two foot of water? Why don't you just reach down and get it? You are so natural, so you can be glorified in yourself. Just go get it yourself. Jesus says, go ahead and launch out into the deep. God, deep. You don't know there's sharks out there and there's whales and there's all kinds of things out there. Launch out into the deep. Jehovah Jireh will be there. It won't be a ram this time. It could be fish. And so then Simon said, man, we've worked hard all, all night and we didn't catch a thing. And who are you, Mr. Carpenter, 
to come up here telling us about our profession. Back when I was coaching, it was always fun to be around coaches because they're no different than pastors. They'll tell you everything. They know it all. So do many pastors. That's why I don't go to a lot of conferences. Because when you go to a pastor's conference, all they want to talk about is your numbers, your budget, how many were baptized, how many members did you bring in, and how many souls have been saved. It's the same old, same old. I'm so tired of it, I don't want to hear any more of that. I'm not even asking that you agree. I'm just simply saying, when somebody starts messing with your profession, it'll jack you up. And that's what happened here with Peter. How dare you, little carpenter boy, tell us professional people called fishermen, don't you know we've lived in Cedar Key all our lives? We know all about the water. Shut your mouth, little carpenter boy. There's a lot of things that are being said here by Peter that you've got to look at. But listen to what he said. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. This ministry is about to launch out into the deep. You know why? Not because of a motivational moment with a pastor and not because the Spirit of the Lord is just speaking to me. He's speaking to you and He's inviting us to launch out into the deep and we're going to do that because we will hearken to the Word of the Lord. And those who hearken to the Word of the Lord are those who will fulfill the will of God. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Well, there's one more story. It's over in John chapter 21. I thought it was the same story, but then I realized it couldn't have been because this is after the resurrection. You are people of influence. You can walk out of here and dog God and dog the church and dog a pastor. But he'll still come back to invite you. Listen. The power of influence is in John chapter 21. Peter has had enough, seen enough. It's like, this isn't going to work out. Forget this kingdom stuff. Don't even know where the king is. Don't know if he's ever going to get it established. He didn't follow our rules. He didn't follow our guidelines. We were going to set him up, and he just bushwhacked everything we were going to. Stop reading God's word from a theological position. Those men who were called by God was going to try to rearrange God. That's such good preaching. I might even listen to it. It was God who called them. But once they had been called, they set out to turn the whole thing around. They were really going to establish a kingdom and get back at the Romans. And they were going to use Jesus to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the church, the body of Christ, hasn't accomplished more because we're into doing the same thing. How can I use Jesus? How can I use Jesus to build this and then let everyone remember, put a statue outside the stadium because I was the co- I'll bring it down home where you are. So Simon Peter said, hey boys, I'm done with this thing called the kingdom, and I don't know where the king is, but I don't care. I know my track record, I know what I did, I know that I kind of really lost my ability in front of a little girl, and I said I didn't know him, I'm going fishing. 
Anybody ready to walk away from Christ? See, this isn't just for this house. This is on podcast. Anybody ready to go fishing? (laughs) And all of them knew he had a power of influence. They said, man, we're coming too. (laughs) At least it's something that we know and we're familiar with. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. And the disciples couldn't see who he was. Didn't matter, he could see them. He can see you. He can see me. (laughs) And he called out, hey, fellas. (laughs) You know, Jesus loved to have fun. Hey, boys, how's the night been? (laughs) Did you catch anything? (laughs) Suckers, you said you were going fishing. How's it going out there, Peter? There's a lot of things that are being, you are really desecrating the word. Oh, no, I'm not. You've lost the human side of what Jesus was. He was actually asking them, since you made the decision to go do it on your own, how's it working out for you? That's what he's asking. Since you didn't bring me into the room and since you didn't ask me about the blueprint and since you're not concerned about where I want it located, how's it working out for you, boys? Since you didn't want to have any input on who you should date and who you should marry and and what I had for you, how's things going for you? Do you miss Jehovah Jireh? (laughs) Well, when you're standing in the presence of truth, it's no time to lie. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you're standing in the presence of truth and you can't see him, but you know he sees you, and now you're beginning to recognize his voice. I'm ahead of the story. Uh, They simply said no. (laughs) No. Watch this. How many services have you been in lately where you walked out and said, I didn't get nothing all that there service. I didn't get a thing all that there service. Ain't no need for me to go to church anymore. Keep fishing the way you've been fishing from the carnal. Keep fishing the way you've been fishing from your past experiences when God said, launch out into the deep. Cut away the shoreline. And then he said, well, hey boys, a little suggestion here. Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. There he goes again. How dare he? He's always telling us what to do. I'm at the finish line. That's what bugs me about Jesus. I'm I'm role-playing with the disciples. He's always coming up with the answer. I don't know why he thinks he has to give us the right answer. I mean, we're out there all night and couldn't get anything. Who does he think he is? Jehovah Jireh? See, it was nice in the old covenant to look upon God as Jehovah Jireh, but boy, was it tough when he became a man. And he was man and he was God and he was the provider. There he was. So he said, throw out your nets on the right hand of the boat. Well, what if we just go ahead and put it on the left? We've had it on the back. We've had it in the front. We'll just go to the left. You said right, we'll go left. Aren't we like that? Come on, I wish the place was filled with teenagers. Your parents tell you to come home at 1030. You show up at 11 o'clock. You did it on purpose. You don't have to talk about the red light, the blue light, or the green light. You just made it in your mind. They said 1030, I'll show up at 1130. I was a teenager. I know what I used to do. The moment that, that, that a directive was given, it was immediately attacked. That's the sign of the flesh, not the spirit. 
Well, you might want to take some notes, ladies and gentlemen. And then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. <clears throat> and they couldn't haul it in the net because there were so many fish in it. Well, I just wonder this morning as Jesus now ascends to the right hand of the Father, can we find anything that's documented in the rest of God's Word that reminds us that He, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age? Well, somewhere writing in a prison is an old man by the name of Paul. Paul's writing, he's in, in the Philippian jail, and he knows that his days and his hours are coming down. Just like Gary Hatcher, just like Jim Goins, the hours were going to dwindle down and that his life was going to come to a close. But before he closes, he picks up his pen one more time. And in Philippians 4.18, he says, But my God, this is a man who is about to go to the end. He knew that his life was going to be complete. And he also knew that he was going to be a martyr for the cause of Jesus Christ. But he says, My God, shall supply all of your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It is the glory of God that releases the riches and it's in the riches that all the provisions for your life and your children are in even when you're in the storm. His riches will appear. It doesn't matter if you have been out on the sea all night. When the riches of God come in, the glory of God comes down. Will you give Him praise in this house as we close? Father, this morning there are some of us that are struggling getting off of our donkeys. Lord, let me make that real clear, okay? Some of us have a hard time getting off our ass. We've got our children all around us. We've got our family and friends all around us. And they're waiting for us to get off our donkeys. They have seen us in times past, Father. And how you have met us. But we're a little queasy about getting off of our ass. And taking those children and heading up the mount. But we hear your voice and we know that you're at the top of the mount. God, we seek you this morning. We're on our way. We're going to dust off our britches. We've dismounted. We've got our children around us. And we're headed up the mount. And we know that you are Jehovah Jireh. And that you're going to provide. When we arrive, we will worship you. And what we need will be provided for you are Jehovah Jireh. Before we arrived, you were. After we leave, you shall be. And then, Father, many of us have been out on the seas of life and we've been fishing and we can't get a thing. And we've even invited other people. Why don't you stop going to church? And why don't you just come on out and enjoy life out here? It's so much better and it's easier, by the way. I'm going to go fishing. But we thank you that you will not leave us, nor will you forsake us. And out on the seas of life, we can see that shadow, we pick up that figure, we recognize your voice and we answer no Lord, we haven't caught a thing but nevertheless Lord at your word we will 
with our heads bowed and our eyes closed in these closing moments. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.